Welcome to How to Have Fun at Work. My name is Lynn Parker, and I spent years doing something I was good at, but not having any fun. Then one of my clients told me women aren't funny. So I created Funny Women, and the rest is history. In this podcast, I talk to guests from both comedy and business. They have a lot more in common than you would ever imagine. I spent the first part of my career as a journalist and then as a public relations and marketing consultant before I even created Funny Women. So the background of both of my two amazing guests today is familiar territory. We're talking about communication, which nimbly crosses the business and comedy divide. And here to explore this with me are Claire Mason and Vix Layton. <laughs> They're thrilled. They're thrilled to be here, as you can tell. Absolutely thrilled. <laughs> so, you never know if you should applaud yourself, do you? As soon as you're involved in it, it's like... Yeah, definitely. So my first guest is Claire Mason. She is the CEO and founder of global thought leadership consultancy Man Bites Dog, which develops future thinking for some of the world's smartest brands. She is a real champion of small business and female entrepreneurs and sits on a range of development boards, including being entrepreneur in residence at the British Library, which is all very exciting. Claire is also the founder of the Gender Say Gap movement, something very close to my heart. So, Claire, is this where our worlds collide? I hope so. It's very exciting to be here today. <laughs> well, we, I was there at the genesis, I think, of um, the gender say gap. So, you know, I think we have an awful lot in common and uh, certainly something I've been talking about a lot through Funny Women, about women having a voice. So do you, do you think it's important for women to have a, a clear, I'd like to think, funny voice in business and public life? It's absolutely critical for women to have that voice. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's why I started the movement, because it's shocking that in this day and age, when we are, we are absolutely the experts in the room, we're going to university in record numbers, we're more likely to work in a high status profession. And yet, when you look at the media and you look at conferences, women are still outnumbered up to five to one. That's so incredible. we just have to do, yeah, we, we've got to do something about this. And I, I think yeah. it starts with us. But, but Claire, is it fun? That's all I want to know. Is it it's, fun? It is absolutely fun. <laughs> Good. Because if it isn't fun, it's not worth doing. And my second guest is Vix Layton, who juggles a full-time career as a digital marketer with Virgin Media. And she performs stand-up, promotes three comedy nights and hosts her own podcast, Live Show Hybrid, more of that later. It's called The Comedy Arcade, which was shortlisted for the Leicester Comedy Award for Best podcast. When Vix was told by a male promoter she couldn't call herself a stand-up until she'd done 100 gigs, she set about proving a point by doing 100 gigs in a year. She says this is because she's petty, which is now the title of her upcoming show, I Feel Petty, insert R, previewing this summer. Now Vix, you said to me that you regret starting late in comedy, but surely a background in PR and marketing is some sort of solid help for that. What do you think? Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, I just wish I'd been doing more of this because it completely changed my life. So I did Lynn's Stand Up Stand Out half-day course because, like we've just discussed, I believe that there should be more women talking at conferences, but I was phobic of public speaking, so I believed other women needed to be doing the speaking, and I complained about it. I used to call the panels male, pale and stale. And I was constantly railing against it. But then I'd be invited to speak myself and I'd chicken out a bit. 
So I was part of the problem and I wanted to be part of the solution. So I came to Lynn's um, workshop specifically to try and get over the fear to do corporate. And I fell in love with comedy and as a result, made it a bit of a dual career. So it was a real turning point for my life. A very, very good value course that was for what it's unlocked for me. And it's made me a better practitioner at work. And it's just made me a much more well-rounded person in general. So I wish I discovered it sooner because it has enriched my life hugely. But I don't think I was ready for it any sooner than I got there. So it's I'm kind of mixed. I've mixed opinions on that. Interestingly, I had a note to myself to mention Stand Up to Stand Out, but you've done the promotion for me, which is <laughs> great. And to be expected, because we're all in PR marketing. <laughs> I'm a true believer. I'm a true yeah. believer. <laughs> so so let's, let's go swiftly to our topic, which broadly is communication. Um, and as I said earlier, I was in Marcoms, as it's now called, uh, for over 25 years before I succumbed to running Funny Women full time. Um, like you, Vix, I had the encounter with um, a misogynist comedy promoter. Um, and I also know that humour plays a very big part in communicating messages and it makes campaigns, products and the people we work with memorable. Um Claire, even your company has a brilliant, funny name, Man Bites Dog. So I've always wanted to ask you this, but how did that come about? So it's all about storytelling and, you know, what's the big idea? And I think there was a perception in the market that if you worked in business to business, so the sort of work we do is targeting chief executives and boards, and there was a real dearth of any humour and excitement and creativity in that B2B world. So I called my company Man Bites Dog and people were relatively outraged. You've called your company what? (laughs) But I really wanted to disrupt things and bring some big ideas. And it it actually does what it says on the tin. Um, It's the definition of a story of of great communication. Dog bites man happens all the time. Man bites dogs a story. So I'm really interested in the content of communication, those big against the grain ideas that are worth sharing, that kind of take on their own momentum and start a movement. Um, So that's why we're called Man Bites Dog. And we're all about sort of having a story at the heart of what you're communicating and a big idea. Well, I think that's a, a perfect segue to Vix's experience. And, and in fact, we've worked together when you were in a former business uh, and and you've been involved with us with the awards and all sorts of different things. So you have a foot in both camps. So I need to ask you this, the question I always want to ask Vix, do you ever get it wrong and overstep the mark comedically in your work life? Do you ever think I've pushed the envelope too far? <laughs> yes, um, I got called out at my last job before the pandemic because I was caught often um, trying out new material at the kettle. <laughs> so I'd be there, I wouldn't even be making tea waiting for someone to come around and I'd be like, wow, look at this fuel, isn't this like slim fast for men? And they're like, are you doing a bit? <laughs> so um, I was well avoided in the kitchen in that way. But um, actually, I was told very early on in my career about, because mine quite an outgoing person, I'm quite um, outwardly quite exuberant, quite 
I suppose dizzy but it's quite a derogatory <laughs> word and um I've always been like that I've always been a little bit eccentric I like to much to beat my own drum and I got taken aside by a male colleague when I was a few years into my career I was working at a small PR agency in Wales and he told me you can drop this shtick now of yours <gasps> no. this thing you're a credible practitioner you can be credible you don't need to hide behind that anymore and what he was saying was basically I needed to strip my personality away mm. and it really it set me back quite a bit because I didn't realize that was how it was coming across and I had did a lot of soul searching on it but he was wrong <laughs> I think he was worried about being upstage because I do think that men sometimes are not comfortable around funny women. You know, they they see us as some kind of threat. And the workplace is where we've got to really focus now. And I think that's where my work is cut out. I'm going to bring that back to Claire because this is very much the heartland of where you're working with your gender say gap. How much do you think humour plays a part in in that messaging I think humor is really important because it makes us all relax and listen a little bit more and it creates a space where you can do slightly outrageous things and challenge boundaries without being threatening so I think humor is important for that but it's also about being memorable in what you're saying so I think humor has a really key role to play I, uh, I used to do PR for Swansea as a tourist destination. <laughs> and you can imagine ringing up national journalists and trying to sell them the joy of Swansea. And I'd be speaking to the Sunday Times and he'd just be back from Japan. And I was offering him a trip to the local leisure centre, basically, <laughs> with a surfing lesson thrown in at the indoor LC2. And if I didn't build up rapport immediately on the back of that cell, I would have had to walk into the sea because I needed to do it. The client wanted me to do it. They wanted the national coverage. The only way I could get it was I had to be ridiculous. I had to be prepared to be ridiculous. I remember I sent some bottles, some empty bottles in the post to all the journalists with a little note inside, like a pirate ship that said, you can't bottle the spirit of Swansea. You have to experience it for yourself. And it was so bad and so cheesy, but it got a response and it was just the only way I could do it. I could not make, I could not to the best of my intentions, make Swansea a top tier travel destination for national press. What I could do is maybe talk them into it because I was approaching it with the right spirit, but that was the, yeah. I had to really get the client on board because they didn't want to make fun of Swansea. They, it was their job, <laughs> but they had to buy into this notion of, know where you are in the market know yeah. what you've got to give and the sense the welsh sense of humor is something that's renowned so let's lean in and they were really brave about it to be fair <laughs> i was gonna I, I think that does lead in very much to that sort of whole creative mindset that you employ in the creative world and it's no real great surprise to me that someone like uvix goes into performing because it's the next step on you're listening to how to have fun at work Brought to you by Funny Women and Hilarious. Claire, we, um, we've we talked a bit, not on the pod, but before about communication and creativity and the whole distillation of ideas, um, creating your stories. I mean, that's what you do. You're, you're encouraging your clients to tell their stories. Um, this is a really hard question, but have you got any tips on... I've called it the perfect pitch, but... <laughs> just about how best we can sell ourselves um our you know 
all tied in with the sort of wit personality. I'm a big lover of feminine intuition. I tend to trust my gut a lot more if I feel someone's backing off. I never used to. I think old age has got to me now. I just think, hmm, my intuition is telling me they're not happy with this and I'll back off. So, Claire, how do you go about getting the message over? So I think there's a number of questions in, in that question list. So I'm, I might take one at a time. So, um, <laughs> is it, it's not, this is question time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll just take the question I want then. Yeah, you do that. You do that. <laughs> That's a great question. But what yeah. you actually want to know yes, is exactly. It's called sub, <laughs> subvert, yeah. subverting the, the question. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree about this really clear parallel between the structure of comedy and the structure of marketing campaigns or even pitches. There's a certain elegance to that structure. And I'm, I'm a real believer in that saying that humour is just intelligence, speed it up. And while we might not be able to do something quite as outrageous as Vix is bottling sort of the spirit of Swansea <laughs> in a sort of B2B chief exec context, because we still need to be really credible, everyone still wants to be entertained. And as human beings, we really appreciate the elegance of a strong structure and a perfectly distilled idea. Um, I particularly love the structure of comedy, something like improvised stand-up, where one comic is given three subjects and they just have to go. Because within that box, within that set of constraints, they have to unfold an amazing story. And it's the same for a pitch or a marketing campaign. So at Man Bites Dog, we talk about strategic ideas. So it's an idea, but it's, it's anchored in the strategy of the business. It's an idea that only they could own. So there's a clear link back to what that business does and what makes it stand mm. out. And it's the same with comedy. There's a, always a callback to that core central idea. So I think that process of coming up with something really creative within tight constraints is where the magic happens. And where a lot of the play comes is also in how you distill something, how you name it, how you frame it. So if you've got that kind of man bites dog story, how do you then distill it into a sentence? And so wordplay and punning comes in. And that's why the media love a pun so mm -hmm. much. And we all love yeah. naming things. So, for example, we just launched a campaign called Zeronomics, which is all about the economics of financing net zero. How do we, you know, how do we get there faster? Or we launched a big program around a new type of leadership, self-disruptive leadership. This leader will self-disrupt. Or we talked about a global <laughs> talent time bomb, you know, um, because there'll be skilled workers outstripping supply. And all of this stuff kind of boils down to this really simple, elegant idea that you can say in a sentence. And just mm. like comedy, you've got to have that very, very clear thread and you've got to yeah. have the callback. You've got to have that perfect structure. And I think when you do a campaign or a pitch, you know when it's right and it clicks into place. And mm. I assume it's the same with a really well-structured set. So, Vix, this is right up your street, and I All want right. to bring you in here and, and counter Claire with how you run your own hybrid live show podcast, because I think what Claire is talking about here, some of that comes into what you're doing in in a live context with a live a live chat show because you are are going to go with a distilled idea but you're also improvising yes 
And it was something that was really important to me, I guess, coming from a branding PR background, when I decided I wanted to do a podcast, it had to have something that felt like a unique selling point within it for me to want to do it. Because if you can't do my views, if you can't do something better or different, you don't, don't do it, don't bother. And there were so many comedians just out there chatting that I wanted a gimmick. So I put... 30 topics into a bingo ball and the panel of three comedians then have to riff with a story or an anecdote off the balls and the way the conversations go we've done 30 now and you can never tell where they're going to go and the whole point of it was to break comedians out of saying the same thing that they always say because there's a podcast circuit and all the guests do all the other guests podcasts and inevitably they get asked the same questions how did you get into comedy what's the worst heckler you ever got so even comedians like absolutely love i'll listen to everything that they've ever done i wanted to hear something different from them so i thought right let's make a catalyst for it i will be the person that makes them say something different. Mm. And there were not a lot of female fronted panel shows either. So I love the idea of being one of those. And um, the response has been brilliant. People yeah. have really come in. They've come in prepared. The women on the whole are the most prepared because I send out an email to all the contestants with all the balls on it. And I tell them, if you've got a story for a particular thing, I will load the ball to make sure that you get to tell your story. I reckon about three people have done that in 90 guests. Nobody wow. reads in the bottom. <laughs> no, but, people don't, people yeah. just don't have time. And I think, you know, both <laughs> in the world of comedy and the world of business, we're all very top line, you know. And what Claire says about distilling things, I think it's really key because it's that, you know, I always remember my early experience of PR and learning how to write a press release put the story in the first sentence you know and but also that, you can't write the story for the journalists and no. that's something like it took me ages yeah. to get because yeah. I was writing these perfectly crafted pun based <laughs> my headlines <laughs> never got used and I was heartbroken and then a journalist said we're never going to use your pun you might as well just not waste your time and I was devastated by that oh. because I was writing it how I wanted to see it on the page and it took me a long time to strip it yeah. back yeah. and let other people put their own overlay on it and I guess that's comedy you're all talking about the same thing but it's your personal overlay that makes it yours yeah yeah what's up This is How to Have Fun at Work with Lynn Parker, the founder of Funny Women. To find out how to have fun in your workplace, visit www.herlarious.co.uk. It's interesting because Claire's working in consultancy and in your day job, Vix, you're working for a large organisation. Yeah. And that's just a just want to have a little discussion about that because I think when you're working for yourself as Claire does and as I do we can kind of be what we like you know we it's our it's our choice but also when I'm working with clients and I do work with client companies you do have to know when to toe the line when I think I asked you this earlier but when is it not appropriate when do you other than the man who said something inappropriate to you (laughs) what what is what is the line you can cross when when do you get to that I think it's like you said though this built-in intuition I think if you've got a sense of people and I once you've done PR for a little while it's trial and error and sometimes you do get it wrong I remember journalist meetings because journalist meetings are terrifying if you are new 
to the industry and all my friends were really jealous because I'd be going for fancy dinners all the time they'd be like where's my fancy dinners where's my party and I explained it to them as it's like going on a blind date basically and you don't know anything really about what you what you're gonna meet and encounter you can only do your research and hope for the best and on this blind date even if the person is dreadful you cannot let on you cannot let on you have to keep the conversation going they have to like you even if you don't like them so the stress of that situation and even if it's gone really badly you have to ring up and ask them for a second date so then when you put that back to your friends then the dinner doesn't feel so valuable and exciting to them but it was a lot it was a lot to build rapport quickly you were lunches and dinners are quite intimate for people you don't know so I kind of built up this stack this stash of stories that could fill the silence and that was designed really I guess it sounds a bit disingenuous and like calculating but I had these tip I had these things in my back pocket all the time where I knew what would break the ice and would warm people up and I was prepared to do a set basically <laughs> a three minute set while they were looking at the menu <laughs> about my brand about how I got there about my public transport like whatever it would take to get this mutual thread between us that we could then work with but yeah. it was the only way to survive and I was commuting up from Cardiff as well because I worked at confused.com so I couldn't go to a lot of the events that the other people were going so when I came up I had to do like three meetings in a day and I had to they had to get value and people had to come away liking me mm. and I was late for one meeting and it was with a, a journalist called Emma Lunn who is now a great friend but I thought I was going to be fired I got on the wrong tube and then I needed a wee and I had to get off the tube and get on <laughs> another tube and I, I didn't know London and I was terrified and I went into Marks and Spencer's and I bought her a bottle of wine and some Percy pigs. And I thought, if she's nice, she'll get the Percy pigs. But if not, I wasn't sure who she was. So I thought, I could just give her the wine. If she's still, I'll just give her the wine. If I think she's got a bit of spark about it, she'll get the pigs as well. And <laughs> she got that the pigs. brilliant. And I kept my job. But I just didn't know, because that's who I am. I would yeah. have loved Percy pigs. But it was personal finance I was working in. It was, I didn't know what to do. So I just went, right, both decide on the spot when you get there. And she saw the wine and said... I'm going to have to leave my bike here and get a taxi. And that was the start of your friendship. <laughs> but you said something really important there. And I want to bring Claire back in because one of the things that, again, Vix, you know, from working with me, our, your shtick, as you call it, or your horrible male colleague called it, is your material. You know, every, we've all, we've, it's the preparation. We all have the, things we want to say about us or our business. And Claire, this brings me neatly back to gender say gap and women thinking they've got nothing to say because we've all got loads to say. And it, the, the, Vic's ownership of that is um, is inspirational. I, I don't know what you think, Claire. I, I love it. And I love exactly what Vic said about I was part of the problem and I wanted <laughs> other people to stand up and have their say <laughs> because we have this massive say gap. We don't have say equality. So I wanted other people to do something about it. So I was in exactly the same position. I um, It was something I started noticing. And, and if you notice it, it's one of those things you cannot unsee. And it's been particularly notable in the pandemic as well, that this is mainly a public health crisis and women make up 70% of the world's health workers. 
and we're overrepresented in social care as well as health, as are people from a black and minority ethnic background. And yet the media will constantly turn to a white male as a source of authority. And then they will interview someone, uh, a woman or someone from a black and minority ethnic background as the front line, as the person in the street, never as the expert. So I want to see more women experts. And you start realising that actually you're it. If you're not willing to do it, who else is going to do it? (laughs) So we have to lead by example, don't we? So um, I went through a kind of baptism of fire with with help from a, a large number of amazing women including Lynn and her fantastic <laughs> course um, to do pretty much a hundred speaker gigs to get myself over my terrifying fear of public speaking <laughs> oh my and God. actually being a spokesperson. <laughs> You've got the hundred gigs in common that's amazing. <laughs> so when I read about Vix's fearless hundred <laughs> gigs I was like I've been there I've done everything to try and sort of face yeah. down oh, this fear. Yeah. Stand up and actually do it and I, I really think as women we're just going to have to get on with it and volunteer and if you're in the media make sure you're interviewing a diverse range of people if you're in marketing make sure your spokespeople are are diverse and if you're a woman you're just gonna have to do Mm. it put your Mm. hands up and get on with it because we don't volunteer enough there's so many entry points as well you know if you're nervous about doing a full-blown speech you know, get yourself, I mean, Zoom's brilliant, you know, here we all are, you don't even have to leave your house. And if you're on a conference or an event where everyone can see you, make sure everyone knows you're there, you know, put your camera on, ask a question, wave your hand, you know, don't be invisible. I think that's something I really feel strongly about. That's what, that's certainly what Stand Up to Stand Out is all about. So Claire, did you want to add to that? Yeah, absolutely. I think actually one of my team said to me, oh, it's really hard at the moment because I'm I'm really going to try and build my profile, but it's really difficult in the virtual world. But actually, as, as you say, yeah. Lynn, it's actually easier. Just yeah. ask a question. And it's just manners, isn't it? To say yeah. hello and who you are and what you do and then to thank the speakers and to yeah. ask a question and yeah. to, to take part. But you end up with this wonderful network of amazing yeah. people that yeah. you wouldn't have met otherwise. It's a huge adventure. Yeah, and, I, and- I've... And Vix's story of the, you know, creating her hybrid game show podcast (laughs) is an exact example of that. It's taking your idea, isn't it, Vix, of something you wanted to do as the host and doing it for yourself. Yeah. And also saying yes to things. I think men are much more optimistic, even if they think they don't have the qualifications. They're like, how hard can it be? Whereas women, whenever I speak to women about any kind of speaking, they're like, what if I'm bad at it? Whereas men are like, what if I'm excellent at it? <laughs> and I love that. You know, I people use straight white male energy as kind of a derogatory statement, but I want more of it. Why does it just have to yeah. belong to them? I want that. I want that for me. And I suggest to hosting a European online conference um, last summer, never done it before. And I hosted it all from home and it was all women speakers. It was, um, it was like, yeah, affiliate summit Europe. And they made the decision that every speaker was going to be a woman. And I had the time of my life speaking to some of the most interesting women, asking questions to the founder of not on the high street. It was exhilarating and it was brilliant to represent women in the chat that maybe didn't want to speak up if they had a question and being the conduit for it. And it just felt like I'd come such a long way in such a short Mm. time. And I said yes, and it went better than I could have dreamed. And now I'm on the books for the agency that ran it to do more conferences. Brilliant. I would never have done it two years ago. I would never have done it. I think think Claire and I will identify with that. And, you know, I think all three of us get asked to host things. and, And actually Zoom 
has been a really great catalyst for me because I, you know, like everybody, have my nervousness about how I look and all of these things. But actually, we were all laughing before we went on air about wearing our glasses. But, you know, (laughs) you can hide behind, you know, your sort of Zoom profile and develop your personality. And I'd like to think... When we all in, into the laptop. Yes, I know. <laughs> when we emerge into the big wide world again, we're all going to be we're all going to be absolutely rocking it. Um, yeah, it's, it's um, a skill. I think. I think that's the most important thing. So it is daunting and it is quite uncomfortable, but it gets easier as you go. And I think yeah. it's really important to just think it's a skill I need to develop it and it is part of my job role it will advance my career or the cause that I really care about it will build my network and it is worth it and by doing it you then serve other people by being a role model especially people in some of the industries where we have sort of like STEM for example where we don't have enough women and girls going into those professions so I think if you see it as a skill it's a lot easier just to say do you know what I need training and I'm going to be terrible for a while but I will get better over time. Sadly, going to have to bring this to a close. Um, I want to just take us back to the subject of communication, which I think we've done brilliantly, by the way. I think, we, I think we've ticked the box on communication. So just before we leave, uh, can, Vix, can you give us your top tip on how to have fun at work? <laughs> uh, be your authentic self and don't be afraid of it. And that's something that I've learned, like I said, it's taken me years and years to learn, even like how I dress, even the style of dress. I love going in now in something that if my husband hates it and I and it's ugly, I will buy it and I live for it. <laughs> and uh, I started wearing it into work and I noticed members of my team, uh, the female members of my team started to dress more bravely as well. And we all just became like this colorful flock of brilliant birds. And do you know what? We were still credible and we still did our jobs. And um, I don't think I used to wear those clothes and they'd be wearing me because I didn't feel confident yeah. in them and I didn't know how they'd be perceived. And I think authenticity is so important. So if you're mm. somebody who's naturally funny, put that into your um, presentations if you're not you don't have to force it either just be yeah. you be happy with be the person that you are don't be somebody else for the sake of anybody else and I was told by that guy that wasn't the right thing and it haunted me for years and years and years oh, every time I did him, anything Vicks. quirky I know forget and I wish I, I wish I hadn't I wish I hadn't I wish I hadn't so <laughs> now still... I want to I want to be this we're, person we're, we're, people who are young a... and we're officially, wrong thing. we're officially burying him on this podcast. Going in the sim bin. <laughs> but yeah, Claire, so Claire, what's, Claire, what's your advice on how to have fun at work? One tip. So for me, it's the people. Choose your team or the team you work in with great care. One of the best things about being an entrepreneur is you get to choose your team. And I have been so impressed by my team and how they've looked after each other through lockdown. So choose your people wisely. I'd also say find a job you love. So interesting, meaningful work that makes a difference. You can't just have a fun as an offset policy to a boring job. You You need to have a fun job. And Finally, I would love to end by saying, you know, stand up to stand out, as Lynn says, you know, yeah. we all need to kind of put our hands up, volunteer and get out there. And Everyone really make should a do that course. Every Thank single you. I, listen, I have not I paid. I've not paid either of my guests to say that. So um, <laughs> I'll take that. Now, where can we find you? Vix, where do we find you? 
Um, I am at PRVix on Twitter. It's where I consider myself to do my finest work. Um, I am all over the place at the moment because live comedy is back. Yeah. So next week I'm doing three pro gigs in a row, which I did not envision in a two-year trajectory. So that's really exciting. And Comedy Arcade is everywhere you can find good and bad podcasts because it's open source and that's the nature of the game. So Brilliant, Vix. Thank you so much. And Claire, where do we find you? So I'm at manbitesdog.com. And I'm most active on LinkedIn. So I'm Claire with an I and an E Mason on LinkedIn. And you can also find me at Woman Bites Dog on Twitter or at Man Bites Dog B2B. Thank you both. Brilliant advice. I think we nailed communication, sort of. <laughs> Thank you very much. We solved it. We solved it. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Bye. Great Bye. Bye. You've been listening to How to Have Fun at Work with Lynn Parker. If you like us, please subscribe, review, and share. Chicken, 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 chicken.